Hey there, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that today is not a typical episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. John and I are collaborating on a longer episode today, but don't worry, we'll be back to our normal 5-10 to minute short form show very soon. That said, good morning and welcome to the May 8th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we are on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone that wants to join us on today's episode we are continuing our raw report from 1995 so we'll be looking at the may 8th episode of monday night raw from 1995 and john after watching the may 8th episode of monday night raw i gotta know this sunday are you buying in your house for 14.95 it's such an amazing value how could i not Tank of gas costs more than that. <laughs> Todd Pettengill has told us over the course of the last few weeks the various things that we could get that would cost more than almost two hours of WWF programming as how he... Uh, I think I, that's a bad selling point. He should have said two hours. Like almost two hours. Okay. The but, other uh, thing we found out this week that I think we heard for the first time there's not going to be an encore replay, so your ass better be in that seat on Sunday. Oh my God! Then here it is, twenty-five years later. What are we going to do? How are we going to watch it? <laughs> I say twenty-five, like it's not almost thirty-five. Jeez, uh, what is it? It's actually no, it's a, it's almost between thirty. And 30. Yeah. yeah, close to thirty years. Yeah. We'll have to settle for this newfangled technology called Peacock. <laughs> that has all of the in your houses this is the first one but we're back at the omaha nebraska omaha civic auditorium for the may 8th episode we've got our usual suspects jerry lawler and vince mcmahon on commentary although i'll be interested to see who's doing commentary when jerry lawler wrestles at yes. this at the in your house that's coming up on this episode we're going to hear comments from jerry the king lawler he has an announcement to make and they tease it and save it to the very end and I'll admit that I am intrigued because I know I must have seen this in your house, but mm, some of this de- these finer details are are eluding me. As yes, exactly. Here. He's saving it because it is such a huge announcement, which we will eventually get to here. There is the standard cold open for this, and it's basically Vince McMahon recapping all of the Sid things that have happened. I do appreciate vince mcmahon's and we'll find out tonight on monday night raw very like like uh sing-songy but also like it's exciting excitement for ross a nice variation from the i don't remember who said it earlier basically live it's monday night raw which is like the saturday night live spoof (laughs) yeah if vince was just there in a voiceover in the beginning <clears throat> it would be great, you know, that like he does that part is very well. It's the fact that he has that same overexcited, almost sing songy delivery throughout the entire show that drives me nuts. I can't uh, stand him as a commentator, but there are times where that works. Yeah. Reminder this was taped all the way back on April 24th. I guess that's not all the way back, but it's three weeks ago at this point. Yeah. And they once again, the shoehorning matches. recent. Hey, here's what happened yesterday in the world of something totally unrelated to wrestling, because this isn't three weeks. This isn't three week old programming. <laughs> it's impressive how they layer in the stuff that's happening on Action Zone and stuff like that to 
they have to be doing this pretty close to real time. Yeah. And I believe early on, I was ex I was explaining that Jerry Lawler would have to drop to fly in to Connecticut to do the voiceovers and things like that, and then yeah. immediately leave because they had television in Memphis to get back to. It's interesting. It's a it's pretty well done for this style. It's not a studio show. But it is in this recorded in the same vein where you do many weeks at one time. Yeah, they get the uh, the luxury of being able to chop it up that way. But it's you get a little bit more of the raw feel. Yeah, but then it, on other and other times, I'm like, okay, last week they had all these squash matches, which was complete garbage. They had nothing on the show, yeah. and then this week we have at least two competitive matches. And if everything's pre-recorded, why didn't you put one of these? on the last week's show just uh -huh. so you had something but in any case the the camera zooms in really tight on jerry lawler and he cuts a promo on bret hart to kick off the show but then we immediately go into the first match which is intercontinental champion jeff jarrett with the roadie versus doink ray apollo doink with dink in a non-title match that has apparently been one year in the making oh okay they said yeah you know, basically jerry lawler on an episode of superstars like a year ago or last year or something he was interviewing dink and doink made a surprise appearance dressed as it was a, made a surprise appearance and then put a pie in dink's face and right. the, you know, all that stuff and apparently doink was it was jeff jarrett dressed up as right. doink in that case <laughs> But weird that they would, I mean, that this score wouldn't have been settled a lot sooner. Yeah, weird that they felt the need to even bring it up because it doesn't seem like this is going anywhere going forward. It's not like Doink is getting the title shot at In Your House. Yeah, very weird. And oh, yeah, yeah by the way, it's Sunday on uh, Action, whatever, Zone. Action Zone. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Jarrett did get his title back. That's right, because remember it was held up because Bob Holly and him had a screwy finish. And okay, so he gets the title back, and then in, in this match, you get the roadie up on the apron and things like that throughout. There's a little bit of miscommunication, which then calls into the question a little bit about how they'll be as a tag team for the pay per view. But the finish is perfect in terms of them working together. Dink inadvertently has the referee. Roadie slides into the ring, hits a chop block on Doink right into the figure four from Jeff Jarrett and he gets a submission win. So don't you uh, dare undersell this finish. Okay. okay. It, I had to type this as I was taking my notes. By God, we're going to explain. Dink <laughs> bites double J on the ass. <laughs> double J goes to the corner and Dink is, he's, he's up on the apron. He's off the apron. He's up on the He's up on the apron as Double J comes to the corner right in front of him. So he bites him on the ass. <laughs> that brings the referee over. And now Dink is inadvertently, as you said, he's got the referee's attention. So Rhodey slides in, chop block, sets up the figure four, whatever. But a sentence I never thought I would find myself typing. <laughs> Dink bit Jarrett in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> What we did learn throughout the course of that match, though, was that Bob Backlund's going to be making a huge announcement next week. I, I, as a, far as I know, I have not seen or heard from Bob Backlund since his spring break video. 
Yeah, he may still uh, be on the beach for all we know. Uh, uh, in his three-piece maybe. suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it get, that gave them the opportunity to compare Bob's big announcement to other major announcements that happened just over the weekend, like Joe Montana becoming a TV analyst. Congrats to Dick Eppersall and other things. Now, John, we get a Body Donna's video reel or package they're yeah. trying to look through their TV at all the ugly wrestling fans. Like they, I don't think they know how cameras work. But so it's Skip and Sonny, Chris yeah. Dan- Andito and Tammy Sitch. Would you have already known these two? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I don't think Candido isn't back in ECW for me to get to know until after I guess the Body Donna's run. And yeah, so this is my first exposure to Sonny. Yeah. So let's think about this time period in 95. It's not gangbusters business for WWE yet, but you're seeing all of these sort of mainstays starting to come in. You got your Triple H, who we saw video packages of last week. And not that Skip and Sonny, Sonny was certainly a mainstay for many years, but Chris Candido didn't really do much uh, to speak of. In WWE, but but the you can tell things are starting to change a bit. Yeah. If you have the benefit of hindsight, like we do, you can see sure. that things are about to change. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, at the time, yeah, yeah. At the time, you might have been like, "All right, this is somebody else who's going to come in, and they're already heels because they're already making fun of the fat, ugly people that watch yeah. wrestling." But you don't know what to make of them. You don't know Sonny is going to become the original diva, right? Yeah. We get a big Bam Bam Bigelow video. They're trying to, I think, rehab Bam Bam because he's had a bit of a rough start of the year. His Royal Rumble loss to Sparky Plug and One Two Three Kid. And then and then he had the thing with LT. And really in the process, they're trying to say, okay, Bam Bam lost to Lawrence Taylor, an outsider, but he's also one of the best athletes that you know alive and he was one of the best football players ever so it's really not like a big deal that bam bam lost and then yeah he lost but he lost to the wwf champion a man who bam bam all of a sudden now has all kinds of respect for and bam bam will be avenging himself against the million dollar corporation and it starts next week he's got a match with irs yes he's going to go through every member of the million dollar corporation to get his revenge Yes. So already next week, we know we've got the Bob Backlund announcement and we've got Bam Bam versus IRS. It's going to be a big night in Binghamton, New York, following that big in your house show. Can't wait for that. We have one of the, another video package and it's hype for the Sid and Diesel thing. Sid says he's the master and the ruler of the world, moving his mouth as little as possible. And, <laughs> it uh, is amazing in retrospect just how bad Sid is every time he opens his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Diesel, he will prove why he is the champion. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Diesel was not necessarily, he's not the Kevin Nash. I'm the coolest guy in the room that he would become. He's not great on the mic yet either, but he's a thousand percent a pro compared to Sid. Sid, most of the time, you might as well just hit mute and know that he's the master of the world because what he says is not going to spark any new interest in what's going on in the match. He's just insane. Case in point, we go from this video package 
which is probably where we needed to leave it, just put a period at the end of it, to an in-ring promo. Vince McMahon brings out Sid, and thankfully he brings out Ted DiBiase too, because Ted is Sid's management. And Ted DiBiase explains that Sid has been under the influence of the Million Dollar Man from the very beginning. Ted is the one who suggested to Shawn Michaels that he might need a bodyguard and suggested to Shawn Michaels that Sid might be a good fit for that. And that was a whole scheme of getting to Diesel through Diesel's little buddy, Sean. So that's the whole like story behind everything. He says, this Sunday night, it's in your house, and we're taking over your house and the WF title. The crowd is chanting Diesel, although I don't know if the crowd is actually chanting Diesel or if it's piped because this, there's a lot of post-editing done. I just don't know. It sounded it sounded weird enough to me to make to put that note in my notes. I'm not sure. But then Sid is given the microphone. Thankfully, only for a few seconds. He says something about a lion and then something about him being a super predator. I think those are the only bullet points you need to see in here. Yeah, he starts talking, and you're like, where the hell is he going with this? Okay, good. It's over already. It's okay. (laughs) Right. Todd Pettengale hypes up Bam Bam versus IRS, and then we get to Hakushi versus Gary Scott. But the little added bonus here is that if you call the hotline, Jim Ross will tell you what Hakushi was doing in Calgary, Alberta, Canada over the weekend. Nobody's supposed to know, Jerry tells us, so this is weird that Ross would have that. Option six on the hotline. Did you happen to call the hotline back then? Because I have no idea what he was doing there. Never. I never once called in. I didn't call the ECW hotline. No matter how much they tried to pull us in with all those juicy tidbits, I never called one of those hotlines. Presumably because you didn't have your mom's permission. Exactly. Which, you know, <laughs> she had was to- never give the okay there was a match that we were talking about actually two minutes and 50 seconds hakushi gets a win over gary scott who would be an enhancement guy here springboard splash for the pinfall so that's that and it carries us into todd pettengale with his final in your house report remember 1495 and you get the wwf championship match diesel versus sid diesel is looking for a good fight and he can't wait we have hakushi versus bret hart and then Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler. We have a handicap match. Intercontinental champion Jeff Jarrett and the roadie versus Razor Ramon. But they talk about Razor potentially being injured from the whole Psycho Sid thing. So we'll have to see how that plays out. We They did announce tag team title match, Smoking Guns versus Owen Hart and Yokozuna. That's a return bout from WrestleMania 11. King of the Ring qualifying match, Mabel versus Adam Bomb. And don't forget, you can win a house. <laughs> and we're going to get a walkthrough of, a ho- of the house in just a little bit. That's right. That's right. But first, Bart Gunn with Billy defeats Owen Hart, who is with Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji. I, when they announced the match, I know what I should have seen that coming that Bart would win because they were the challengers on the way to the championship match. But if you just say, hey, Ryan, in 1995, Bart Gunn fought. Owen Hart, who do you think won? No chance would I be picking Barca. Correct. <laughs> they did. Billy pulled Owen's leg off the ropes, causing Owen to fall, crotch himself over the over there. But and that led to Bart rolling up Owen for the pinfall. But 
There you go. What'd you think of the house they're giving away? Because that was up next. Yeah, the Stephanie, whatever her name is, and Todd Pettengill walk through the house. It is a beautiful house there in Orlando with the screened-in pool and everything. And Pettengill immediately jumps on the counter. And look, there's vaulted ceilings. I can't even touch the ceiling when I'm up here on the kitchen counter. <laughs> what a just, what a ham he is. <laughs> I thought the appliances looked a bit dated. <laughs> I will yeah. say that. And Pettengale, he would have been much better off if they didn't show what he was wearing. I'm like, whoa, that the appliances are dated and so is his wardrobe. Because typically on wrestling, you're going to see somebody in tights or if you got a commentator or whatever, they might be wearing a tuxedo and you can sure. or a suit and you can at times see where fashion trends change and have changed in suits. But Largely, they're pretty similar. When you see casual clothes on Todd Pettengale from 1995, <laughs> boy, does that bring you back to cargo shorts and weirdness. <laughs> yes, he is not exactly a fashion plate. But again, it's 1995, and he still has a powerful mullet. So you can tell yeah. he wasn't necessarily up with the times. Yeah, he was doing okay. He was doing. He had the radio show. He had this gig that lasted way longer than I ever thought it did. And so he's doing fine. Very um, Jerry Lawler's big announcement is that since Brett's mother, I don't know what the deal was with the Brett's mother, but he called her a liver spot. Jerry <laughs> said the queen mother, his mom will be ringside. And once Jerry is done beating up Brett, the queen mother is going to beat up Brett's mom, Helen Hart. That you know, was the he's... announcement that we waited all night for. Yeah, and Vince playfully tried to get it out of him multiple times during the evening. No, no, this is too big. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. Oof, that was the announcement, huh? Yeah, not much to not much to go on there. Not much else to no, say. But quite frankly, the bigger announcement was Jerry Lawler taking a shot at Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy, along the way to once again another in a painful amount of plugs for Duckman. Duckman, I know, crazy. Every goddamn week. That, that's going to be like the the offshoot. Like the we we have a different show that we do. It's going to be about. I don't even know what the name of the show is that Duckman's on. Is it Duckman? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think it is just simply Duckman. Check your podcast player to, for uh, for John and I's Duckman rewatch. You'll be looking for a while because uh, I quit. <laughs> if we spin off that far, I quit. These guys haven't sold me enough on it yet. But uh, all right, anything else before we we're going home here? We got the in your house show. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And that that draws me right in. The, it, okay, Lawler's big announcement was not all that big. But it drew, if we hadn't already said, of course, we've got to watch In Your House now, because right there I'm going, I'm saying to myself, like, did he really drag his mom to this pay through? Damn it, now I got to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Wrestling News Show is a Minutes to Bell Time production. Find out more at minutestobelltime.com. Today's episode was recorded by Ryan Joy and John DeConti. Subscribe to the Daily Wrestling News Show on your podcast player of choice. And join us in the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya.